Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You know, I know that you worked in uh, for male strippers. I read that, which I'm sure oh your mother loved that. Um, but there's another thing we have in common is when I started in the, and I was in the clubs in like the mid to late 80s, I wanted to host because I wanted the show. I wanted, A, you got more stage time. B, you could really learn how to work a room and control a room. And yeah. you, same mindset. And you're, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. That's, and not everybody wants that. They don't want to do it. They want to show up like a fucking princess and just right. have like a warm, a warm uh, room ready for them. That's why when people are like, I want third spot. I'm like, you should be go anywhere in the fucking lineup. Right. And have a good set. Now, like if you have somewhere else to go, that's like another story. But yeah, I'm like, how do you get good without putting yourself in the weird, awkward right. you know, situations of comedy? You know, that's where you get the fucking a gold. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the other thing about emceeing and hosting. For, when I started, the host was the star of the show. You know, it Cats oh, Rising Star. It was like, come to so-and-so show and like you were the guests on the show, which is the way it should be. And people pay MCs less and it's the most important part of, you know, job. And the greatest thing about, I think that I learned so much from MCing was you go on stage and you have to do a bit in between whatever happened. And that yes. bit has to be strong on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, yeah. it's like, and it would solidify your bits. Yeah. Absolutely. I, um, I would host at the Village Lantern, this little rinky-dink uh, spot on Sullivan off of... I think yeah. Third. I would bark, which is when you, like, you know, obviously... Yeah, scream and try, yeah. Free comedy Get show, but the then show. I started infusing comedy when I would bark. I'm just like, ladies, we got some men in here with no kids and good credit, honey. You know, we got oh, some men God. Time that can rent a car. And so I was like, doing crowd work on the sidewalk. So I'm like, right. I'm, I'm barking and hosting these two shows for no money or whatever's in the love bucket and then going to NBC and working an overnight shift. And so, you know, I think in my twenties, my mom was like, why are you single? And also you have a degree. And I'm, and I couldn't tell you why I was doing it. I just knew that I had to do it. Right. And, That's um, a true comic. Do you know what I mean? It yes. Was, it was, it's fucking bananas if I, and the quarantine really has made me think about how much not only I've worked this past year, but like the last 19 years. So I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Your first set in Los Angeles, the MC said, please welcome Michelle Buteau, another female trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
Will you be telling me who that is? Oh man. I'm not ready for all that yet. I'm not God ready for like Twitter words and shit. That means I know the person. So <laughs> I I would get They're I, huh? They're pretty famous. So I'm not like ready for that fucking back and forth. I wanna well, I wanna hopefully help people, but also leave it lead a quiet life. So we'll yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So I would get whenever guys MC, I would get um either they lift the mic stand really high up you know and I, I to the point where i had to say don't mention i'm tall and don't men don't pick the mic stand up to the you know and they'd right. go like our next act is, and then they would say is a female you know and i i read that you said you didn't know what to do and you didn't know that you could talk back and i would literally get on stage if anyone introduced me as a woman yeah. I'd say that's our MC. He's a guy. He has a cock and balls. He is a man, yeah. you know, yeah. and you know, this is, you know, we talk about the systemic racism, but there's the systemic misogyny as well oh, that, sure. but now it's all coming to a head. I mean, it's like all these. Oh, it sure is. It sure. I is. am freaking out. This, <laughs> this is this is the one good thing about social media is that man you'll get canceled and those deals will be canceled as right well. you know and i remember having friends um three or four years ago when me too the me too movement started he's like and people would be like i don't know if i've um assaulted someone i don't know if i've offended them i'm like if you don't know then that then is you, it yet yes right yeah, and I feel for Whitney Cummins too because one of her best friends was just outed, outed as a fucking pedophile. Right. And that's my joke too. Like a lot of my friends are coming out as right pedophiles. pedophiles. Yeah. Um, the you know people keep saying, right. "Oh, it's the culture, it's the culture," and I, you know, I've been around a long time and I've heard every. Excuse? I've heard every, but I've heard, yeah, and every nasty slur and, you know, this one's a slur, you know, just the, and I just would give it right back to them. But right. it seems like, tell me if you think I'm wrong, not your generation, but this, like, people have been doing stand-up for like five, ten years now. Yeah. They are... You know, I don't want to say they're they're more delicate, but they're really calling. They're not putting up with it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I my only thing is that you know you really have to pick and choose your battles and find the nuance of what is funny and edgy, and then like what you know and what really is wrong. Right. And I think a lot of people, especially younger comedians, are throwing a wrench in this fucking movement by saying, you know, they didn't let me order the wine I wanted. So therefore, they right, like right, 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 right. You have to understand what the real fucking struggle is and was in order to move forward. And I think by doing that, you educate yourself. So, you know, I've always been told what what we've been through, what, and then the, the other woman that's, the other auntie that's 20 years old, what I've been through, and then what that auntie You're before right. has been through. And so, you know, I think, I don't know, I know what life is like without social media. I don't know how it would be to be them where they really only live in hashtags and 140 characters or less. 
You really right. have to like, figure out who you are as a person before you start jumping on bandwagons, talking about some shit you really don't fucking know. Yeah. Now, the same person who brought you up like that also said, I can't believe you're not gay because all the women are gay because you have to be tough or something in this bit, which, you know, I've heard that before, too. But, you know, if I really thought about, you know, there are a lot of lesbian comedians because, you know, we do have a point of view, which you you often mention when people ask you about stand up, how important your point of view is. But um, I feel like being a lesbian, I never wanted to fuck any of these comics. Like I was going to the clubs to be a better comic and they knew they couldn't fuck me. Plus I was gigantic, even though like half of them were like, you know, uh, I I remember one comic came up. (laughs) This is the shit I've listened to. One comic came up to me and said, you know, I'm really, I'm really good at cunning lingus. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. He's like, I really, like, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cause, oh, oh, because I'm a lesbian. You're, you know, it was just like, just hey, you sure? You sure? No, I'm, yeah, I, you know, if I wasn't, I'm right, I am right now talking to you. You know, it's like, disrespectful on so many levels. I mean, first of all, that is no game. Like, at least come correct, you dumb, basic bitch. Secondly, <laughs> think that oh you know um that they have something better that they can flip or change you right and like sorry get the fuck out of here with that like right like i would if the shoes were fucking but to really uh, fucking add anything sexual and fucking gross into this situation into a a comedy club situation is um well fuck it's not where i want to be man right i I mean, even the basic, I would bring my husband, who's a white dude, to my shows. I remember I was playing the Ice House for the first time. We went into the green room and um, everyone shook his hand. How you doing? What's your name? And he doesn't know. So he's just telling them, I'm just watching it all happen. And they're like, what do you want us to say about you? And he's like, what do you mean? And they all thought that he He was was the comic. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, this this shit needs to fucking change. So I always... I think Will Sylvain said, and you know, oh, I love of, him. I love Will. Me too. And a lot of comedians say this as well. It's like, you know, don't play where you're the best, go where you're the worst, where it's like really hard to do right. well on stage and um, you'll get good. And so, you know, I always wanted to show these dumb, basic men how fucking good I am and right. try to follow me. Bitch! That is the key. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Try to follow me, bitch. Let's see if you're trying to fuck me after this. Right. Yeah, I I had a comic, a male, straight male comic, who I would open for, magician comic, amazing Jonathan. He said, you're, you're, you are ready to headline and funny enough to headline. Do something to make sure no one wants to follow you. That was his advice. And I would, and I, that's when I did, uh, and I am t- I would lip sync and I am telling you I'm not going. I'd make them flash the lights to tell me to get off stage and then I would do this. And that's how I ended my HBO special. But, you know, I remember, and I, you know, look, I, these guys, I also, I started with all these guys. I remember I was doing VH1 stand-up spotlight. Rosie was the host. And um, oh God, I remember. remember that. And you would get, and I think Ray Romano was on my show and he didn't want to follow me. And I was like, Oh, okay. 
And, you know, and, and part of me, because I'm a woman was like, wait, am I, is it cause I I'm too loud or am I too, but it was because I was funny, you know, but I never, yeah. and, and, um, and now, you know, he's a multi billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I have one bathroom in my apartment. So, uh, <laughs> Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> you have had, after about five years, you started getting successful. I mean, which is really good. I mean, most people, it takes at least 10, but you started getting shit right away. And you like i loved is is uh late night whatever or what is it like whenever late night whenever i love yeah, that yeah. um your podcast with jordan um yeah. i love and i remember didn't i did we do nick mom together we did yeah with shepherd yeah and your comedy is so fucking funny because it's so much well, it's brutally honest, which is what I love. Um, but also that it's so much storytelling. It's not like uh, you're so in the moment. Um, and and the, your storytelling is so 
I can't say you go on tangents, but you fucking acknowledge everything. Like you don't let anything get away. It's just fun. You're just so fucking funny. And, and but that's how that's how I live in my brain. So it's very hard to fall asleep. And it was a fucking monster trying to get through my wedding vows because I don't know how to not say something. And again, the right. thing that I get in trouble for is the thing that I can make money on now. You know, my dad would be right. like, don't look at me like that. Don't give me that face. I'm like, right. I don't know what my face is. Don't is. say, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wrap it up, Michelle. You know, you raise your hand. You get like 30 seconds. It's like, I don't. Right. Ah! I, I like to be, and that's the great part about stand up too. And I'm sure you know, it's like you get to be in control. Oh, and you control the laughter. That's, that's the key. I just, you know, my book is coming out in July and that's the first <laughs> chapter is it's called, yes, I can say that it's about free speech, but it's, I talk about how, you know, I was laughed at and being a comedian was like, no, I'm going to tell you when to laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's deep, man. Oh man. I, I can't wait to read it. Oh my God. Uh, I, you'll love it. It's like a love letter. Now you, you talk about, you know, as you know, I am James Lipton and did a lot of research. Um, you talk about all these women comedians that you love. Nye was not mentioned and you know, it's fine, but <laughs> now you better fucking add me. <laughs> Kathy Griffin. <laughs> fucking Kathy fucking Griffin. All right. I so I love Kathy. Huh? No, I love Kathy too. And I feel like she was the, when I got to LA, she was the only person who was trying to do a gay show in one of these um, bigger comedy clubs. Right. And I think the improv finally caught on because she had success at it in the Laugh Factory. And I'm like, okay, thank you for giving up, you know, a voice and a platform. Right. Fucking voices that can hear it. Okay. So you grow up in this very traditional way and you, when did you start meeting gay people and being such an ally? Like, God damn it. What? You, what? You, what? <laughs> I'm not ready, bitch. I'm not, you're going to make me cry. Um, I think, um, well, when we lived in Jersey, our first house, our neighbor, um, they had three kids. They were Irish. They were from Ireland. Um, they had two sons and a boy and I was best friends with her because tomorrow's her birthday and, um, we were 30 days apart and our moms were pregnant together. Um, I always knew, I didn't, before I knew what gay was, I knew that she liked girls. So when we play house, I'm like, you should, you know, you should have the two Barbies and I'll have the male, the boy and the girl. And so like, I knew before she did. And even then, you know, later in life in college, she was like bisexual, like it was never a thing. And then when she really realized that she was gay, um, it was very hard for everybody to accept. Um, and I can't imagine having, having a child and just not loving your child. No matter oh, what. please. And so I remember her telling me, cause you know, I think, I think I always knew people, but in Jersey, they were never allowed to be out and do them. And that's another thing I loved about Miami is that people were just in tank tops, no matter what, like no matter who you was. Right. And um, that was also my first introduction into, um, you know, the uh, whole trans uh, trans culture of it all. And I, and I, you know, knew of people, friends and um, like uh, friends of parents in Jamaica and stuff like that, but never 
no one ever talked about it. And, and um, I have a, uh, I had a gay cousin from Jamaica who had to leave Jamaica because she would have been killed. And she ended up in Holland actually living 10 minutes away from my husband when we were dating and fell in love with this Dutch Indonesian woman. I mean, she was shunned from the family and I got to reconnect with her. And then she found out she had cancer like three years. Oh God. So the point is, did they come at the end? Yeah, it, it, it felt like, it felt like we all came together in the end when she was alive, we weren't able to go for the funeral, but it was really, and, um, so I feel like, you know, these angels have been walking around silently all the time and we all sort of know, but don't say anything. And now that I know what standup is and I know how powerful sharing of voices and just letting people know, screaming in the microphone, you are okay. You are perfect. You are worthy. That is me doing my part. It is yeah. my project. And so, you know, I remember telling my friend, she was like, you don't know how hard it is for me to go to all these baby showers and these wedding weddings. And um, my parents aren't happy with me. And, you know, she lives with them still and, you know, is in her 40s. And she's like, you just uh, know how hard it is. And I'm like, I don't. But you also don't know how hard it is when I have to tell someone that I'm black and they have to stop talking shit about black people. Right. And so I like like that I can make her laugh. But you know, I don't know how to tell somebody that they are fucking perfect. Right. And know? get the fuck out of that house and, you know, and you get the fuck out of that house. Yeah. So to answer your question, I, I think always, but I love through standup that I really found a community that is for me, at least standup means to live your utmost truth. And so, right. that, yeah, that's I where I that. I know I have, you know, when I came out on stage, it was the mid nineties and I came out as a gay parent and it was so, it was, first of all, it was freeing, but I did, I definitely had people come up to me after my shows and be like, Oh, uh, your family's just like mine. You know, like they realized the humor like totally unites and, and real, you know, people realize that she has the same problems as I do. Like, it's just, yeah, it's a family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you have Hazel and Otis. You had yeah. four years of IVF and five. fuck five. Five years. All right. I'm not perfect, James Lipton. Jane, I'll be <laughs> Jane Lipton. Um, which I know being a lesbian and trying to have a kid, you know, how it's hard. It's hard and it's so annoying. Like when you're trying to get pregnant, and you, you're around these people who like, oh, we're pregnant. Oh, oh my God, I was so, so unexpected. <laughs> and you want to fucking take their face and smash it in the fucking ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you decided on a surrogate, right? Which like, I have never, I mean, I know gay guys who, who get surrogates and stuff like that, but what is it like to have another person involved like that. Well, it feels a lot like like my senior prom. Like I'm right. excited hoping that this will work out in my favor and that I can find love. So um a lot of things that happen to me in life, I'm you know, as long as I can do my part to pay that bill on time and be a good person, I really hope 
it works out. But yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that surrogacy was a choice for me because I know it's not a choice for a lot of people. And I feel like, especially with this administration, not to get fucking in that K-hole, but just like being fucking born a woman. Yeah. It's like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You're damned if you want to have it. You're damned if you don't want to have it. It's just right. like, which the fuck is it, government? Right. And so when I, after many failed attempts and it was five years, four miscarriages and a lot of money. We so still had it. sad. Yeah. And it was crazy because so emotional. I do feel like stand up saved me a lot in that respect. And that like, I had to go be happy clown. Like I remember yeah. hosting for Rosie O'Donnell at Gotham and that was like my first DNC. And I was like waddling up to the stage just being like, Hey everybody. But I was in pain, but it just, it was healing to like, have something to do to put a shirt on to put my lipstick right. on and like go to people. So, um, but with that said, you know, I called my mom after our last miscarriage and I FaceTimed her. I was just like, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, like I can't do this to my body. We're going to try and refinance our house or sell it to try and get a surrogate. And, you know, my mom did not miss a beat and she was so wonderful. And she was like, oh. She was like, I was waiting for this phone call to tell me that you're not going to do this anymore to your body. And so we're going to dip into our savings and help our dreams come true. And so, you know, I talk a lot of shit about being the only child, but right. sometimes things work out in your favor and that right. like, your dreams are their dreams. And so right. she, they both help facilitate that. And, um, but to get to your question, what is it like? It's crazy, man. It's, uh, it feels like you're just walking in a dark room and you keep stepping on a, uh, a toy car and you're like, what is that? And it's like a bump in the road, right. but it'll be okay. And everyone's like, no, 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 this will happen. This baby will happen. And I never really thought it could happen. But Jordan Carlos, I remember talking to him and he was like, I was down about it. And he was like, because I'm like, I don't know if she could stay pregnant. I don't know anything. I don't know. Right. She's a Trump supporter. I don't know anything. And he said, Michelle, sometimes there could be a happy ending. Like you could have a good oh. ending. So like I really held on to that. And he's such a good friend because he somehow always tells me what I need to hear in the moment. Right. He's very wise. He is. He is. He's he an really old soul. is. Yeah. He is. And so, and then it just turned out his mom is named Hazel. So it's like this. Weird oh, I love that name too. He also said to you that when you become a parent, you have to learn how to parent yourself. Yes. Yeah. He definitely said that to me. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, so yeah, right. yeah. And I, and the first time I really realized what the fuck that meant was right. at the prison blessing where I was like, you fucking right. I got to check myself. I'm, I'm no longer my mom's little girl. That's going to disappoint her. Right. I am somebody's mom. And you know, um, if my, if my little girl checks me and be like, well, why, are, why are these godmothers here and not those? Right. That's like, I have to explain that shit to her. So yeah, man, it's been They're a while. They're so fucking cute. They're so fucking cute. They're so fucking cute. They're so fucking cute. And then they turn, uh, turn into assholes. Anyway, um, <laughs> you said that you treat your relationship with your husband like you treat your career. And I fucking love that because if my girlfriend, Elisa, heard, I, I would be ringing the bell, but bing, um, cause she's a Jew. Uh, if I, if she heard that being said, so hopefully she will not listen to this part of the podcast. 
because she's always like, it's your career. But you only care about your kids and your career, and I'm third. And I'm like, you're not third. But, you know, that made me think, God, the amount of work I put into my career, especially because we have to reinvent ourselves all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. You know, I bet, yeah, I bet I would have... You know, I wouldn't have as many fights with Elise. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's work. And I also, I also don't want to take shit for granted. Do you know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. I feel like nice people that I actually can stand, um, I don't come across very often. So if, like, if I love you, I love you hard, right? And, and, and I, if I want to see you, then I'm going to fucking fight for this because, you know, um, yeah, I've just never really not only loved but liked anybody this right. much. It's true. And you got to be friends. You got to fucking laugh. True. I remember when we did, was it the Ms. Foundation we just did? What did we do? I, yeah. I think it was that. And we were talking in the green room and you were like, I was like, oh my God everything is happening for you. And you were like, yeah, right when I got pregnant, not when I pregnant, right when I had kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's fucking always the way. And now my kids are getting out of the house and I'm like, pan fucking demic. I know. And you were like, I remember you're like, and you're just, you were like, I don't want to complain. I don't want to complain. I'm happy, but it's really shitty timing, but. Yeah, like the one time I actually want to be the fuck home. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I am so thrilled for your... Do you feel lucky? Do you feel like... You know what? I, I, I didn't realize how lucky I was till the fucking pandemic and I really got to sit in a room and think about all this shit I've done because this is the ultimate... If you scroll through social media, besides a race revolution happening and people politicizing science, this is really <laughs> the ultimate... Besides the world fucking burning, this right. is the ultimate TBT and Flashback Friday of like, right. people are just like looking at your shit and you're like, fuck, I've done so much shit. Like you forget because it's always what next? That was great. What next? Right. Just keep it moving. And so it was yeah, so we- weird for me because I, you know me, I've been, I go out like four or five nights a week and I, we get to Provincetown. I leave. I had a set. I canceled the set at the cellar because I was like, I'm not getting COVID. And then I left the next day. And I and this is the first time in my adult life where I've eaten dinner with my family and then stayed home. And then was like, oh, let's watch. Like, I, I never binge watched anything before. It's so fucking amazing. It's pretty fucking dope. I always ask... My my um, guests two questions, so you're you're included. Number one, we are very pro mental. I suffer from like anxiety and depression. I've been on you know I could show you my pill container right now. Um, been in therapy since I'm 18, so we're very pro mental health. So what do you do 
to maintain your mental health? Oh man. Therapy. Um, used to meditate. Don't anymore. Did you do TM? No, I'm not gonna pay a hundred dollars. Hundred? It's like a thousand. It's like twenty five hundred dollars. What the fuck? A hundred dollars? It just I I clicked on it a couple times, and then whenever I got to that part, I was like, no, bitch. Oh, yeah, um, just to get a mantra, like yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a CrossFit of meditation. Right. So, yes, actually, when I would drive and then ride the subway. That was sort of my time, but now right. I'm home with Manny, 18 to 24 diapers. Um, haven't had a therapy session in a while. I'm yeah. Not lie, because it's on the phone. There's nowhere to go. It's 45 minutes. You know, he's he's trying to make a new appointment at 42 minutes. I'm like, can I get this fucking thought out? I hate I when they do that. And they. this is the other thing. I fucking hate when they... Um, <laughs> When you're you're in the middle of something and you're in their office and you can just see their eye go like to the corner because they have a hidden clock. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I, they lean they lean they lean forward and you're like, okay, fuck you. And all I, know, I, all I am to you is a yeah. As a female comic, I never want to blow the fucking light, but at 42 minutes, I'm like, can I just figure yeah. out one last fucking thing? But like right. No, I haven't done that, but I definitely need to find someone new. Have you ever been on antidepressants or anything? No, I do take shit once in a blue. Um, I have to get an annual MRI and then just in general. Um, I would like to, though. Um, But I have this benign um, brain tumor that I'm taking medication for to shrink it. So What? Yeah, that's the reason why I wasn't able to stay pregnant is because my body thinks it's pregnant. I'm a science project. So, yeah. Wait, you have a little brain. Where is it? Pituitary. Oh, God, that fucking blows. I know. It's called prolactinoma. It fucking sucks. I have to take medication. Otherwise, I might go blind. I'm like, that fucking is horrible. So, um, what else do I do for, you know, this is a very interesting question for me at this time because it's just not about me. I want to say rosé. Right, right. Care, but this is like I'm really just trying to do everything I can to get through. I miss right. I miss someone just being nice to them all day. Yeah, I know you it's know? so hard, isn't it? Oh man, it is. Uh, from five thirty a.m. to seven thirty eight p.m. It is. I'm trying my best. Um, but it's fucking hard. It's. I remember. You know, like I was, I always felt jet lagged, like the worst kind of jet lag. Like well, at, yeah. at, right. Like at like any point you could, pa- right. Any point during the day, if you sat down, you could fucking pass out. That's how I oh. felt. Oh, oh, I got a glass of wine for this. Cause this is my big fucking night out to step away. Woo! <laughs> I hear the cry and I know what cry it is. It's like, they want a toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can't. I fucking can't. So. I know. But don't you love them so much? I do. I yeah. Would, I, would, I would really do anything for them. Talk to yeah. me in two years. Maybe yeah, 10, I know. But I would do anything for them. Yeah. Um, anyone, okay. Like, anyone who talks, who like, is like, but what's wrong with her? Because she doesn't smile, but he does. You know, like, what's wrong with her? Like, just perfect strangers. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Oh, fuck mom, you. Yeah, get the fuck away from me. I, I can't. Anyways. <laughs> I hate people. They say, and you know what? People don't realize I have, I write this about this in my book that people say the shittiest things to comics as if like 
because there is no fourth wall in what we do, and we are, we so, you know, vomit out our personal lives, people think they can just say whatever the fuck they want to you. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, just because I say whatever I want on stage is just Right, and you don't know me. Here's the, the last thing. Now, I do call my podcast Kill Me Now, which now everyone, you know, now... Everyone's like, oh, it's inappropriate. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, it's because I say kill me now all the time because I can't, I hate everyone, but I kind of love everyone too. So, and I get annoyed at a lot of things. So I'm curious and I ask every guest, what pisses you off? The, like, what makes you so fucking crazy mad? Like, fucking you can't stand. Oh my God. There's a fucking list. That's not okay. There's a fucking list. Okay. Okay. You know what the list is? Oh my God, here it goes. Fucking useless, useless basic bitches who show up and want to be pretty and have nothing to add. Right. I don't give a fuck if you, if you are a model, fucking do something, okay? We're all in the <laughs> Just because I'm a size 18, that I'm Octavia Spencer in every movie and I'm supposed to get your shit, right. number one. Number two, if I hit you with Black Lives Matter, don't hit me with All Lives Matter. You fucking know. Oh, I fucking fuck that shit. Fuck, that's that not what we're talking about. Exactly, exactly. And don't fucking hit me with just like, well, why does it matter that they don't have a bathroom or they have a bathroom when it comes to trans people? You are fucking, you are a fucking idiot, okay? You know, yes, I always say to people when they're like, oh, the bathroom, that I go, when you're on a plane, what the fuck, do you care who's in the fucking bathroom before you? So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Also, kill me now, okay? Yes. Because that is, Fucking bullshit. And these are friends of mine that are saying this shit. I'm just like, you are really showing your goddamn fucking colors. People who don't vote because they don't think their voice matters or they just don't think it's really going to count. I can't. That, that, that. Fucking leave the country. Go somebody else. Go right. somewhere else. And you Go think for- about how many people died for the right to vote and that women didn't get the right to vote till 1920. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. When people hit me with the, but I'm not political, it's not about... Yeah you now it's about everybody fucking else right. so look at your neighbor because you get to be you off the backs of fucking people that work for your fucking right to be a lazy fucking cunt watching bravo <laughs> i love you <laughs> uh, i couldn't pick a thing i'm sorry no that's fucking great i love it i fucking yeah i can't st- i am so dumb with people it's so fucking annoying and and i'm so glad i mean i hate that it has to happen this way, but it's about fucking time. It's yeah. about fucking time. You bring people to this country against their will, don't even treat, consider them a full person. They build the country. They build it. They built the fucking White House. And then you're like, bye now. Like, fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you. And people who are just like, why are people looting and rioting? Motherfucker. These motherfuckers get to loot and riot after a fucking hockey game when their team doesn't win. Right. Just, oh, yeah, um, you're not kidding. Yeah, they're just spirited, but all of a sudden, I mean, not only have motherfuckers been unemployed for months and months and months and can't get a check because no one's picking up the fucking phone when they call unemployment. Right. Yeah, they're gonna go to fucking Old Navy and get their kids fucking three shirts because they grew already in the three fucking months. Right. Don't get me. I'm so and fucking. And also, how many times are we looted by white collar crime and banks? Bitch. And you fuck you, you Bitch. fuck. Bitch, exactly. And fucking exactly. Oh my god, it's just. 
it's bananas. And I don't think enough people are talking about Jeffrey Epstein right now. I just oh uh, that piece of shit. Get the fuck together. It's on Netflix, motherfucker. Like I know uh, that is. So, I couldn't sleep. I have to watch it earlier in the day. Yeah, it's no, that's really just like bad. Zombie apocalypse. Kind of like what's going on. Yeah, like with certain comics who. I, I have to believe the survivors. I have to believe, you know, the survivors of, you know. Make that shit up. I mean, right. no so you're telling me over 50 women from all walks of life in a 30-year age gap are just coming up with the same story beginning, middle, Same exact end? story, yeah. You fucking think they just magically made that shit up? Go somewhere else. I know. Okay. Now, I am only thing I'm concerned about you with is that you are giving a pass to your Trump supporting friends. Because at this point, I'm done. The fact that you would would vote for a, well, first of all, he's dumb. He has put our all of our lives in danger. He has yeah. sold our country to dictators and, you know, and the fact that he's so oh, openly racist. Yeah. So there's, it, it, Everybody is so different that has voted for him, right? So I have a cousin that's voted for him. She lives in Freehold, Jersey, very blue collar, right out of Staten Island. Just, you know, um, I think for her, it was more anti-Clinton and just like, we'll see what happens. I haven't talked to her. I hope she has buyer's remorse. Okay, so but yeah, that's that's fine if they're not going to vote for him again. But if anyone's yeah, going to vote for him now... It's not even about political party at this point. It's about right, right and fucking He's a dangerous right. piece of shit. He's a cockroach, okay? He's always going to fuck us up. Right. I can't believe he's probably had the COVID two times. So <laughs> like, he's a cockroach, okay? And so my friend in Jersey truly doesn't know fucking anything. And right. now she does. And she's going to like Black Lives Matter protests in Good. Jersey. And she's 180, right? And um, I have Dutch friends who... I don't think really understand how dangerous he is. And I don't know what articles they're reading, but they're like, he doesn't seem that bad. It seemed like the economy was pretty good. I'm just like, you've been here. Oh, fuck years. the economy. Fuck your economy. Right. Fuck your economy. Like just basic fucking Human, rights. yeah. Equal rights, human yeah. rights. Like, you know, one of them tried to hit me with, well, take the emotion out of it and then explain it to me. And I'm just like, if you're not emotional, then you don't give a shit about anybody. Right, exactly. Um, all right. I can't, this was my treat for the week. Again, you are so beautiful inside and out. Um, your book is coming out in December. Oh my God. Yes. Survival of the Plus size essays in a small minded world. I love it. Uh, my book comes out July 28th and I just found out yesterday that it's the same day that Mary Trump's book about the Trump family oh, is coming out. Oh my God. that no. is the luck that I have. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> look um, I, it's so funny if the thumbnails were like, if you like this. Right, like yeah, that. right, right. Um, you, Netflix, the, the Circle, is it called The Circle? What is The Circle, yeah, we're doing two more seasons this year. And then my Netflix special is coming out, I think, sometime in October. I don't That's know. so great. You're just, I fucking love you. I fucking love you. And I want to come visit and see those babies. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. I will. Thank I have a car. Um, oh, no. And you're yeah. up in West Side? Yes. I mean, I'm City Island. I'm not too far. I know. Mm -hmm. The Bronx. Whatever. Um... <laughs> 
Where? Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh God, fucking Google, bitch. You know what I mean? No, that your social media shit. You're oh, so mom. You're such mom name. brain. Yeah, go I ahead. know. I'm like uh, Michelle Buteau, um on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, B- yeah. B-U-T-E-A-U, you fuckheads. Okay? Yeah. And two L's. And two L's. Um, yes. All right. Uh, can, I can't thank you enough. Please kiss your babies. I will. And mm-hmm. only good things for you. You are the best. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having James Litton. God damn it. Jane. Jane Litton. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the amazing Michelle Buteau. If you like the show, which I mean, how can you not? Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast. Five stars only. That is the only review that you are allowed to give. Also, if you haven't had the chance to pre-order my new book, yes, I can say that. When They Come for the Comedians, We're All in Trouble. It's available for pre-order right now. And it will be released on July 28th. And I did an audiobook, and you have to get it. Just so you know, uh, Margaret Cho said, Judy Gold is the voice we need to cut through all the bullshit. I love her and she always makes me laugh. We need her now more than ever, okay? That's from Margaret Cho, the amazing genius, Margaret Cho. So there you go. It would mean so much to me if you would check it out. All pre-order links are on the homepage of judygold.com or wherever books are sold. You can go on, you know, Amazon. You can go wherever, you know, those independent bookie places, whatever. It's there and it's great. So make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming events and dates. And as you know, my my name on social media is at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew Gold. You know what I mean? Okay. So be safe, stay healthy. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.